Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 42 of the Back Pocket Banner podcast. It's good to be back. And uh, your guests, Connor and Blair, as per usual. Uh, Connor, mate, how's the week been to kick us off? Yeah, the, the week's been all right. Um, obviously, I uh, had a bit of an incident in footy on the weekend. Bless him. So I've been at home. I haven't been out of work because I'm... Uh, always walking around and I, I've been struggling to walk so it hasn't been too flash but uh, I should be right to go next week and yeah but other than that just been your general week yeah well it was a bit different not working to be fair yeah well as a great man did say uh you don't have to be dead to be stiff mate because um <laughs> you were you were <laughs> stiff all right uh could have been the COVID kilos or the the poor um running running the game out in the midfield but uh um Either way, it's not great. We hate hearing about injuries and uh, the noise of your walking stick tapping on the ground would reflect you've, you've been in a bit of strife. So uh, it's not great to hear and uh, all the best to you, mate. Hopefully it gets better. Yeah, well, I think it was just an unfortunate incident, mate, rather than uh, the COVID kilos. Uh, I'm starting to get back to uh, fitness, but it, it is is frustrating when you yeah, when you can't do much. But I've been lucky over the journey. Haven't had too many injuries, but it's part of the game and it's touch wood, not too bad. I'll get an ultrasound and suss it out, but hopefully be back reasonably soon for the boys. Yeah, and rightio, let's kick it off uh, with... I put the call out. Last week I put the call out for sponsors and uh, everything in between, from big to small. And what an immediate impact it had. We must have listeners all over the world because Connor and I received an email. This is exclusive information, by the way. An email from a copyright uh, publishing company who were interested in using a a picture from our podcast um, in an English textbook, Jacaranda. You would know it. It'll be at the schools. Uh, Jacaranda 8, English Learning uh, for 2022. So... For all those people in schools, uh, you're some of the lucky ones. You'll be able to see our big mugs in your textbooks while you're at school. So, yeah, absolute privilege to you guys. And, yeah, it was a, it was a great uh, experience to sign the contract and we look forward to uh, bigger and better things. So that was, that was a great way to start the week, uh, I must say. Yeah, no, that's pre- it was pretty cool. And, yeah, we'll see how that goes yeah, uh, next year. But, yeah, it was pretty pretty official uh, signing that the paper contract and putting the signature in so yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool and hopefully we can get some more uh well hopefully we can get some sponsors um to help us out in the future yeah i was really i'm really looking forward to seeing the book i might it's probably the only time really i've been um happy to uh, see a textbook so that is uh that moving on uh on the last weekend i went up to haribamo I uh, watched a game, and their seniors got rolled. It could have been me as a bad luck charm, or it could have just been the fact that they had a lot out, which I think it was the latter. Um, and, yeah, they got rolled by quite a margin. Uh, first loss in the seniors in about 1,100 days, I believe, and it's the first loss by a margin of 12 goals or more uh, for 2,600 uh, 2, uh, 2000 something days 
So it's been quite a while uh, for the boys, and and yeah, I'm sure they'll bounce back, get a few close boys, Mark, Nicky, Pekin, and Cody Deutscher, and all the lads, Pete Stoudy, and get them back in there. So that'll be good. Yeah, Moving that's on, a, that's a pretty um pretty rare occurrence yeah, for them to lose, and particularly lose by about yes yeah, um ten goals. Did you say? Yeah, twelve. Yeah, twelve goals, righto. Yeah, no, nah, but I think they'll be better for it once they get their full side. They'll be pretty hard to beat again. Yeah, and now uh, moving on, Connor, uh, do you want to kick us off with this? The women's uh, MVP was announced uh, during the week, and yeah, Bree Davy and obviously uh, Kiara Bowers uh, both were the award recipients. So great effort there. You wanna... Yeah, yeah, heavily debated actually because I. Uh, I thought it was AFLW best and fairest, or and they had another one that was MVP. But no, we'll go with MVP. Oh, it's, okay, uh, it's best and fairest. Sorry, no, it might be right. Um, it's basically the Brownlow. It might be, yeah, way. yeah. It's it is, we'll call it the Brownlow. Um, yeah, like you said, Kiara Bowers and Brianna Davy both tied uh, for the the medal uh, on fifteen votes, and it come down to the last. I think it come down to the last game where Kiara Bowers got one vote, I believe, and Brianna Davy didn't get uh, any votes in the last few rounds. So she was flying um, sort of halfway through the season. But, yeah, that was pretty close. And then Ellie Blackburn come third with 14 uh, with that way they do it there. Karen Paxman, uh, former guest, she got 13 votes. Anne Hatchard, 13, and Monique Conti, 12. So the top five or six... There wasn't much between them, which is oh, it's, uh, pretty exciting, and it shows the uh, sort of talent and evenness of the you know, the competition that they've got. But yeah, that's how that one went. And Karen Paxman, like we said, the former guest, she they announced the Australian side as well, and she's the first player to make um, five All Australians. So every season, she's made the All Australian. So she's yeah. snuck on, in what on never. the bench there. So. What Shows that she's an absolute star. Yeah, it's a great effort. Moving on to our certainties for last week. I tipped the dogs against the Suns, and what a certainty it was. They got up by 10 goals. Uh, so I'm pretty happy with that. Connor tipped uh, Geelong against North Melbourne. Pretty safe bet. Only five goals in the end. Uh, but, you know, it's a win nevertheless, and uh, he doesn't have to face any of the consequences that will be put in the hat. So, yeah, he lives yeah. on to see another week. Yeah, it was a bit of a struggle for the Cats to get over the line. North had a crack in that, been having to crack the last few weeks. And hopefully the win's not uh, too far away from them. But, yeah, um, I was a bit nervous at halftime. Even the third quarter, I think it was reasonably close at stages there. Yeah. And um, I guess on that, uh, the round was kicked off by Maddie's match. We won't review all the games, but just thought I'd mention uh, that... Um, a certain part of that, actually, uh, a young Matthew Dunn, um, a young kid. I'm not. I couldn't tell you of his uh, illness or or um, sickness, uh, but he was able to toss the coin on the night, and I thought that was a really great initiative uh, from AFL, and especially being May's match. But I would like to. Um, I would like that happen every game. I would like to see a kid out there every single game, a kid that's, uh, you know, from hospital, if he could get get out to do that, or a supporter that's going through struggles, whether it be any sort of uh, disorder, dis- disorder or illness or something like that. 
I think that's a really good initiative, and I'd love to see it. Uh, how how much how happy it makes the kids is is great to see. So I just thought I'd make note of that, and I th- I'd love to see that happen uh, a lot more frequently. Yeah, that was yeah, that was super awesome, and for kids like that who have pretty tough lives and. That would have just made his day and oh, uh, probably been one of, the, one of the best days in his life. So, yeah, no, it's fantastic. And after Grave, you're there. It should happen uh, with kids like that. They should get the opportunity to do that every week because uh, you see how happy it makes them. And, it's, yeah, it's great to see as you're just a f- uh, fan of the game. Yep. Moving on to the back pocket banter player of the week. And after... Pretty short discussion, really. Connor and I have come up with the same, the same man, Max Gorn, uh, from the D's. He had a massive game. He has been, he's been really good this year, actually. Uh, but he had an absolute monster game. He's, he's had um, twenty six touches for a man that's what two eight centimeters. He's kicked one goal, two. He's had ten marks, eight of which were contested. Marking everything in 24 hitouts, it's a it's a really complete game, and and uh, I was very happy actually. He snagged me 172 in Supercoach as my captain, so I was very chuffed with that. But yeah, he's the player of the week. What a what a performance from him. Uh, he's been good all year, but that was that was another level. Uh, those contested marks were were unbelievable. So wouldn't be kicking it anywhere near him this week. Yeah, we I didn't even have to look. Well, I didn't look for the. Other games, but yeah, like you said, he just seemed to mark everything. If it's to slightly to his advantage, he'll mark it. So he's a massive weapon when he can go forward and go back and uh, stop opposition from scoring and stuff like that. So if you're Richmond and uh, who they're coming up against this week and other sides, you just got to try your best to limit his impact. And with same with hitouts too, with the great midfielders they have, he's really useful for them. And he has been a great player for many years now, so it's yeah pretty dangerous player. And five clearances, mind you, as well. Uh, three stoppage, uh, three centre, and two stoppage, as well as I thought it's also important to make note out of his stats. He's he's had five inside fifties and three rebound fifties, so he, he's getting it done at both ends. He's not uh, you know not just drifting forward and trying to kick a few. He's getting back and helping out uh, back there, which is which is really good from the big fella. And yeah. Um, hopefully he doesn't continue it this week, but then from then on, hopefully he does. So yeah, you can't do much more as a ruckman, let alone a player, than those stats. Oh, but he's been a massive just say. Did, just did plenty. He's been a massive say uh, to what the D's have done so far this year. Five and zero. Uh, he's been a massive part of that. He's. I don't really think he's barely had a bad game, uh, and he's been getting a plenty of the ball, kicking a couple of goals here and there too, which is, which is good. So, uh, moving on. In the news, uh, the Collingwood Football Club are again making news. Uh, Jordan DeGoey and Jeremy Howe were uh, caught over video footage on their phones uh, down in the rooms uh, during the game, was it, Connor? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah on so sevens live uh, telecast, the boys. Yeah, I think actually BT commented on it on the live telecast, not knowing that, uh, like I think he said something about them getting the phones out, not knowing that it was... Um, well prohibited, so... <laughs> yeah, after the boys both got injured, they just whipped the phones out and it's resulted in $20,000 yeah. fine to the club, which is, is massive, really. I'm not sure Richmond... Expensive phone bill. Richmond <laughs> copped some hefty fines last year. Not sure if they were more or less than that, but they probably added up to be more, but that's... Had, we've already got list cuts and the reduced salary that will have a massive impact um, 
for seasons ahead, you'd think. Yeah, no, nah, it's a huge phone bill for the boys and they'll be regretting that one for sure. Moving on, I just thought it important to make note, uh, Nick Dacos, he's making waves, a young fella. He, he is making news left, right and centre uh, in the NAB League. He's absolutely tearing it up. Um, I've got his stats here. He's averaging 34 touches and three goals per game, including a game of 40 touches and a couple goals. And the others have been 33 and 29 as well as three goals in both those. So he looks a really exciting player. I mean, we've seen what Josh is doing at the Pies. He's cut, like he's improving every week and looks exciting. But, you know, Nick, he's a very exciting prospect. I'm, I'm keen to see him uh, not only up in the stands cheering his brother on with the beers, but also out in the field tearing it up. So, Yeah, I reckon most years uh, leading up to the draft, there's a bit of a debate and a couple guys could go number one and you're not really sure. But from all reports and the way he's playing, I feel like he's... Every chance. Uh, yeah, he's, oh, he's almost probably a clear-cut number one as well as like Matty Rao a couple of years ago was a, the dominant player in the draft. But often there's not... Uh, often there's a few guys it could be, but I think he's definitely one of the most dominant players. And, yeah, good luck to uh, the guys that come up, up against him in the NAB League this year because he's an absolute star already. Yep. Moving on, uh, Connor doesn't do supercoach, but I do, and I thought it was very, very important to mention that I actually had my first head-to-head wins of the season uh, last week. I scored 1,930, I think, which I was pretty chuffed with. I've had a rough run. Uh, don't hold it against me. I scored 1,600 one week. It has got that bad. So, uh, yeah, I've, I was happy to bounce back with a 1,930. Uh, Gorn really, he really got me over the line single-handedly nearly. But, yeah, had two, to head, two head-to-head wins out of three. So that's not bad when you're owing oh, oh, a few for the season. So, no, that was, that was really good. Um, and Lockie Neal finally had a good game for me, uh, which I was pretty chuffed with as well. He's lost a lot of money this year for me, so him to get a 157 was was a good reward. Joey Danaher down forward as well for the Lions. Helped me out. Yeah, 25 disposals for the big fella. Yeah, kick, kick two, but kick, Yeah, kick two, but that uh, – watch, watching it live, I knew he got to be the ball, but I didn't realise that he got that much of it. Yeah. and Great effort. Career high, and um, – on that, I think I was about to say, yeah, I, I made, um, I got 1,932 and also I played two men short. So it's great signs for this week. I'm looking forward to another win, hopefully. So uh, I'll, I'll keep you, uh, keep you, stay tuned on what happens on that front. So I'm tearing it up. I'm looking good. Buddy injury. Connor, let's have a chat about this. So he's out for a while. The long awaited return. He kicks five, and now he's nearly out for five again. It's it's uh, frustrating as a Sydney fan, like no doubt, not that I'm one, but it, geez, it would be frustrating to have a bloke like that, with that much talent. He comes back in, kicks a bag, and then he's back out for weeks with bone bruising. Yeah, uh, for, it's frustrating for everyone, the players, the staff, the supporters. And the neutral supporters of the game. Yeah, you want to see him playing? Like you said, he had been out for the year, uh, the previous year. And then he only come back a few weeks ago, um, had a reasonably good game. I think he kicked three against Essendon a couple of weeks back. They rested him against Richmond. And then he come back and he kicked five on the weekend. And then he just got a bit of a knee clash and has copped some bone bruising. So he's going to be up for yeah, upwards to a month. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty stiff and... 
uh, you feel like he's with his body wearing him down. You feel like he's got still got the ability to play at the highest level for sure, but um, he might not have that long left as his body's just kind of failing him. Yeah, well, what's he trying to get to a thousand goals? And if he's out for five weeks, if he keeps going at this rate, not playing footy, it's going to be tough. So yeah, he could he'd get there no doubt if he could stay in the park. But he's he's yeah. had a shock and run the last few years. Yeah, yep, no doubt. And the other injury you wanted to elaborate, Connor? Yeah, another big one, uh, Paddy Dangerfield. So it was his first game back after a three-week suspension. So he's only played um, he's only played the first round uh, previously, and then he played on the weekend, and he uh, hurt his ankle, got a syndesmosis injury. So they're bad. Too. Yeah, they've turned. I hate them. Yeah, the, the way they've gone, they've been pretty nasty for a lot of players. So. He could be uh, out for upwards to two months, which is a massive blow for the Cats, who the latter position's not that probably doesn't suggest the quality of footy they're playing. I think they're not playing great footy uh, at the moment, but yeah, that's a big blow for them, and it's going to make it that much tougher to uh, challenge for the top four and a flag. Yeah, for sure. Now, I think it's time to move on to story of the week. And it was debated whether I was going to use this one last week. I don't know how funny it is to you guys, and I say that every week. However, I think it was very embarrassing for me, so that probably makes it funny. So I've just finished work. Let me set the scene. I've knocked off on a Wednesday. I finished work. Make that a Friday, actually. Make it a Friday. I think it was a Friday. It wasn't a, it wasn't a Wednesday. No, it was a Friday. And I've knocked off 4 o'clock, early knockoff. I'm pretty chuffed. Nothing gets me going for the weekend like a, a cashew, the cashew nut mix at Coles in the self-serve. It's good stuff. I haven't, I haven't oh. really had it oh, too much. It's, it's unreal. It's, it's, it's life itself. I, I get home and see a good, oh, got to be a good few hundred grams of that cashew soy nut mix at home and I'm going to have a good weekend. It's just one of those things. It's good stuff. So I, I go to Coles, get a bit of that. Uh, the, that day, uh, at lunchtime, I reached my pocket, find a fiver for lunch. Didn't actually need to look inside my wallet, because otherwise I would have considered. Didn't need to look inside my wallet, just use the fiver, got my lunch. I'm all happy days. You might ask why I'm saying this. It leads to the story. I get to Coles. I get to the checkout. I've got my soy mix, which set me back $6. Expensive, but there was a lot in the bag I put in there. And some Pringles and maybe like a chocolate bar or something. And it's probably going to set me back all up, like, maybe 11 or 12 bucks. I reach into my pocket, whip out my wallet, no card in there. No card. It's an, empty, f- it's an empty feeling oh. uh, from previous experience. I'm pretty big yeah, for when I lose stuff all the time. And mind you, And it's Yeah, it's pretty gut-wrenching when you can't find it uh, for those moments that you can't find mind it. Mind you, mate, I had the food on the conveyor belt thing. I was in line. There's people behind me. And you whip out the wallet and just go, Gee, where to now? You reach in your pocket. You've got a couple coins, probably scratched together three or four. Then I find a two. I can, I can scratch. I had three bucks, found a $2 coin. I can, I've got $5. I think, look, the soy mix, the nut, nut mix is all I really need. I put back the Pringles in the chocolate bar. However, I've printed out my sticker. It says six bucks on it. I've got, like you do the weigh it, you weigh it. It was six bucks worth. Uh, and I've got $5. I, I stood in the supermarket blank for a good 60 seconds. 
just thinking, what, what do I do here? Can't really ask someone for money. Can't be doing that. Can't really walk out of the shop with it. Could chuck it on a random aisle and go to my car and see if I can find my card. It was a bad position. I go back to the aisle. Uh, I look around. No one's looking. I open up my bag again, pour heaps of the nut mix back in the thing, uh, shut it, zip it up, put it on the thing, weigh it, $4.95, and I'm sweet for the weekend. So, uh, yeah, it was just a real bad position being. Don't forget your credit card. Uh, it's, it, or if you do, just make sure you've got another one or a bit of cash on you. Uh, yeah, because you don't want that. You really don't want that. I've got dirty looks, mate, real dirty looks. I was in the queue, and I walked out. I was getting looks, so... Yeah, myself in that situation, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd probably, I'd just probably, I'd back. probably just um go to sort of the corner of an aisle and maybe maybe munch a few down. Oh, uh, just just doing, to get it. Well, you can't be doing well, that. Well, I, I don't know if it's any worse than just uh, oh, no, putting Connor. some in your bag and then having having to put them back. Uh, I know you haven't touched the food, but you've touched the the packet. And stuff like that. It's so not it's, a good it's look. Probably not much worse. It's a worse look when you're in the little corner of an aisle, just munging on some little some nutmegs. You can't be doing that. It's not a bad look if no one sees it, mate. That is shocking from you to even suggest that you should be locked up. <laughs> Moving on, I think I'm going to bring back something unique here. Blair's blowtorch. Uh, it's had a long hiatus. We're talking 20 eps, maybe. I don't even know. Maybe more. And Yeah, you gave it up a bit, probably prematurely, in my opinion. I didn't, I didn't mind a bit of a, a bit of a uh, blowtorch and a bit of a, a bit of a bake every now and again. And this one's going to need some beeping out because I'm going to go ham here. You understand me? Yeah. Just okay. Keep, keep it under wraps. We've got uh, kids listening. This is to all those text doubters. Everyone has written him off since 2017 grand final. Everyone has given him for the power stance for everything. They've said, you're not going anywhere, Tex. Your career's done, mate. You're no good. Have a good hard look at yourself. But now what's he come out and done this year? What's he come out and done? He's come out and kicked bags. He's come out and kicked 20 snags. He's reinvented himself, the big man. And for anyone to ever doubt him is ridiculous, to be honest. In my opinion, it's absolute for someone to say he's no good We love Tex And he deserves every accolade that he gets And I want some newfound appreciation from people for Tex Because we love him He's Matt Garrick's mate And he's our mate too Tex, thanks mate for proving all those kids wrong uh, You're a legend mate uh, so I don't know who would have uh, I don't know who would have written him off early in the year I, I, oh, it's, Yeah, I don't know It's pretty ironic um, you say that Because I... Sort of remember you saying, remember. Um, criticizing him and giving him the blowtorch on sort of similar topics. Tex, you absolute flog. Maybe if you spent as much time on your footy as you do tweeting stupid on social media, you would have a flag by now. Seriously, mate, it's almost as embarrassing as your club on the biggest day of 2017. Uh, don't remember. As what you just mentioned. So, yeah, it's very interesting. And um, He was just, just trying to lead yourself, his club mate. well, and he was just doing the power stance because it was a chance to unsettle the boys. He, it was a great idea, and he had a crack. Yeah, it's, how did that one work out, though? They went down by eight goals to the Mighty Tigers. So I don't remember. Didn't work out for the lads. I personally don't remember uh, bagging him out ever. I've always been a fan of... Texas. No, I think a few of the loyal supporters um, been on might it. remember a few episodes back in the day, but um, whatever you want to believe. Connor, come on. 
I've been I've been supporting him since day one. I, oh, maybe when he was a no young, one loves Tex. Maybe more when than he me. maybe it was when he was a young fellow just coming up the ranks. But no, well, good on you, Tex. Anyway, in the dark ages oh, of tw- twenty seventeen and eighteen and nineteen, you really gave him crap for stuff that happened at that time. Ah, oh, no comment on that. Um, good on you, Tex. He proved a lot of people wrong, mate. Stuff the doubters. Okay, moving on. Tips. We're going to tip for this week. Uh, our certainty will be required. And I've introduced a roughy tip and a big call in game. A big call in a game. Any game for the week, it's a big call about what's going to happen. Uh, it could be anything. Uh, from efficiency to disposals to goals to anything. For game time even. I don't even care. It can be whatever you want. So do you want to kick, yeah, do you we'll kick, kick it off with off? the tips, I think. Oh, actually, yeah, we'll kick it off with the tips. Um, first game. We've got Giants and the Dogs, is that correct? Yes, that is correct, uh, tonight at Monica. And with this one, believe it or not, the Dogs are flying. They're 5-0, and they're flying, they're on the top of the ladder. Passengers through the roof, coming off a 10-goal win. But I'm going to tip the Giants here. The Giants to roll the Dogs. $3.80 they are, and it's worth investing there. The Giants are my roughy tip for this week, and they will beat the Dogs. Yeah, well, I've also picked the Giants as well. Like, call me crazy. Call me crazy. That is uncanny. But not as not as my rough tip this week. I just have inner belief that the way they played the last few weeks, they've knocked off a couple good sides after really copying it early on for not playing well. Without their skipper and with a lot of injuries, call me crazy. But I've just got that belief that they can get over the dogs. Albeit, albeit the dogs are playing. Fantastic. So I don't know why I'm thinking this way, but like I reckon it'll be a great game and I want to see the Giants get up. Yep. Moving on. Next game, Connor. Uh, next game's Geelong and West Coast at GMHBA Stadium. Yep. With the Geelong's Fortress. Who you went here, mate? I went, I've actually gone West Coast with this one. Yep. Uh, Geelong's record's very good at GMHBA Stadium, but uh, I think both sides. Probably aren't playing as well as they would have liked, but I think West Coast of the two are playing better. Yep. And they've they've got a few injuries, but Zhuang do as well. And I think they'll get over the line in a tight one. Yeah, I've I've went Geelong. Uh, just because you know, I think um, I think Eels probably played a very good game last week. I just feel like Cats, you know, a bit of momentum. I know they've lost Danger. They're getting Jezza coming in. I just feel like. The Cats will show a bit of burst in their home turf and and um, put the game to bed. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, they've got a fantastic record in, in Zhuang. The next game's Gold Coast and Sydney, and that one's at Metricon. And I have gone, this is my rough tip, uh, and I've gone Gold Coast. Gold Coast uh, to get up, mate. Yeah, I've gone Gold Coast for this one. I just think they haven't been playing great. They obviously had a horrendous uh, first half last week against the Dogs, but I don't know if you can read too much into that one. They were playing the Dogs, who are probably the dominant side in the competition right now. Connor, can I add? Yeah. It's, if you look at it, though, I mean, yeah, it's a roughie, and I'm taking that, but they are $2.31 and Sydney are $1.62 at the minute. So it's not a massive um, difference, even though it's 15th versus third. 
However, I'm I'm happy to accept the roughy. Happy to accept it. Yeah, yeah, it's not as big a differential in the in the markets as some, but I don't think many people expect Gold Coast to win, uh, if that makes sense. But yeah, I think I just think Sydney have been on a little bit of a downward spiral the last few weeks. I think they've been on a little downward spiral. And uh, they were lucky to get over Essen a few weeks ago. And then yeah. they're, they're a bit unlucky to lose against the Giants uh, in the last gasp a uh, couple of weeks back. Uh, sorry, last week. But then the game style is just not quite as fast and free-flowing as what it has been. So oh, I reckon Gold I mean, Coast have a good opportunity. In a, what's quite a contrasting display, I'm going to say Sydney is my certainty this week. Uh, there is no way... Absolutely no way the Gold Coast will beat them. Uh, Sydney, they're, they're going to win the game. So put your money on that for sure. It's a good little mix-up this week. I don't mind it. No, we're getting some contrasting views, which we love to see on the podcast. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I have went Sydney. Uh, however, you know, they weren't going to continue their form like, like they were playing early days all year. Yeah, especially uh, that one against... In the last couple of weeks, yeah, they've probably dropped off a little bit. They've went down a little bit, but they'll roll the suns and they'll be back up for a couple of weeks, I reckon. So yeah. Sydney are my certainty. Especially against the Tigers a few weeks ago. That was a, some of the best foot skills I've ever seen. And they just picked apart Richmond's formidable sort of zone defence that they had. But yeah, next game's Carlton and Brisbane. And I've gone Brisbane and something tells me that you might go the same, but... Well, maybe, maybe not with your, your contrasting views of this week. It builds up for a cracker, though, this one. Uh, 10th versus 11th, similar on the markets. Uh, it's it's a tough week to tip, I think, with all the games, really. Uh, this week I could tip zero or I could tip nine. It could be either either. So, But, yeah, I'll, I'm going to go Brisbane as well. But, um, yeah, your thoughts on it, though? Yeah, uh, it's in Melbourne, but Brisbane, I guess, have been... They've been away more than they've been at home so far this year with the... Danaher in form. Yeah, a little COVID scare. Danaher's in form. Neil hit form. Yeah, one guy they need to really get going, though, if Brisbane had to uh, climb up the ladder, is, uh, I think, Charlie Cameron. Um, He's a very talented player, but he's just had very little impact on the scoreboard or with his sort of pressure and on the game uh, pretty much the whole season, so... I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe he has a niggle. Uh, maybe he's just had a few off weeks. But, yeah, he needs to get going for them. But yeah, I just he, think Brisbane, too much class probably. Yeah. But should be a good enough contest. Yeah, I'll tip Brisbane as well. But um, let me say, Carlton have every chance to uh, bring this one down the wire. Char- on that, Charlie Cameron, obviously, he's averaging nine disposals a game this year uh, and 40 fantasy, uh, one goal a game. So he's, he's, yeah, one tackle is probably the big one there. Uh, he's probably not applying that pressure that he had in previous times. But, um, yeah, he's got every – he's capable of bouncing back. And I think um, if Hipwood could kick, keep start kicking, keeps kicking straight as well, that'd go a long way yeah, to um, – Hipwood probably has been a little bit quiet as well. But, yeah, definitely if he kicks straight and finished off his work, he'd, uh, he'd kick bigger bags uh, more often than not. Yep. But yeah, the next game, Melbourne-Richmond at the MCG. And this one, it's shaping up to potentially be uh, the game of the round. Melbourne obviously well, flying. I've heard, I've heard rumours, not rumours, I've heard people say the game of the year so far. I mean, you're talking about 
Jones is 300th, Nathan Jones, he's going into into the Melbourne history books pretty much. I think he's one of only four or five players to ever reach this milestone uh, for the club. And then you've got Dusty's 250th on the other side. What a champion. Uh, we all know what he's done. Uh, and w- what a big occasion to come together uh, on Anzac Eve, Saturday night footy. It doesn't really get much better than that. So, yeah, it makes up to be a, a huge contest. And I'm absolutely looking forward to attending it live. Connor and I will be making the trip down to the big smoke to watch the game. So, yeah, and not, be awesome. not too many injuries for both sides. I think Richmond have a couple notable outs that you'd would be getting a game, but the D's have Stephen May and Bailey Fritch back, and they've both made yeah, very speedy, very ins. speedy recoveries from. Uh, the amount of time that they're expected to be out. So they are big ins at both ends of the ground. So that nah, should be a great... Uh, it, well, it's got all the makings to be a great contest. Melbourne obviously flying at 5-0. and zero, And if they can beat a couple really good sides, it's it's really going to uh, boost their, um, their sort of make-up as a premiership contender. Yeah, and it would prove they're the Tigers contenders, are d- not pretenders. You know, It would really consolidate... I think this is a big one just for inside the club as well. Oh, ab- uh, to give you that belief that, you know, you beat the reigning premiers, uh, you're 6-0 and now, you know, it, and Jones is 300. What a big occasion. So it'll, it's a lot on stake for both sides. Uh, Tigers a- really probably need, need to get up as well. You yeah, don't really want to go 3-3. Three and three, So Yeah, it, it, they've been there before, but it's probably not the most ideal position to be in. I think Richmond's first half of the year is uh, a lot harder than the second. So if they can win games like this, it'll hold them in good stead. But, yeah, it's a long season, but Melbourne, that would definitely give them the belief that they can do anything, that anything's possible this year. So yep. really looking forward to it. Yep, likewise. And we move on to Freo and North Melbourne. Freo, hot favourites in this contest. It's down at uh, Freo. It's down at Perth. Uh, so I'm going to be tipping uh, Freo for sure here. Uh, they'll get the win comfortably, I think. North Melbourne, you know, they've, they've been battling and I tipped them last week and they didn't get up as my roughie, so uh, I'm off them now. Yeah, they've just got such a uh, young side. There's not much to say about this one, I think. Freeman at home get it done pretty easily. Yep. But hopefully North just compete. Yep, next game. Yeah, next game's Hawthorne and Adelaide at uh, UTAS Stadium, so University of Tasmania. And I'm going to go the Crows. Mm. Hawthorne have been... They were pretty competitive with Melbourne for three quarters and they got blown away, but I think they they get it inside 50 enough. I just don't think they they have quite the strength for forwards at the moment. They've got a young sort of forward line to kick winning scores and Adelaide are playing reasonably well. Had a disappointing loss uh, last week, so I think they'll bounce back. Yeah, I'll, there's not much more to really add to that. Uh, I'll go Adelaide as well there. Uh, Hawthorne are hot favourites. However, uh, even though they're 17th and Adelaide are 7th, but, uh, yeah, I think Adelaide get it done there. Probably our mate Tex has been on fire. So, uh, yeah, I'll back them there. Yeah, and the next game, Collingwood and Essen at the G. That's now, obviously this is always the a traditional Anzac Day game. And both sides aren't playing uh, great footy. Well, it's 14th versus 16th. Great and... footy, but they always seem to bring – both sides seem to bring some of their very best – uh, on these games and the whole round, the Anzac Day round um, should be should be an absolute cracker and it's one of the the best on the calendars. But I've gone for Collingwood in this one. 
I just it's probably like a couple of games a bit earlier. I just think both sides are struggling, but they're probably just playing a little bit better. Having said having said that, Essen uh, have been a bit unlucky. They're extremely unlucky to lose to uh, Sydney a few weeks ago with the amount of tackles and pressure that they were able to put in in those last few quarters. But I think they might just have a little bit too much. But hope for a really good game. Yeah, obviously Essen uh, bouncing. Uh, I mean, coming off a big loss against the um, the Lions, I'm going to back the Dons in uh, to get up. I've, I've liked what I've seen from them, even though they haven't necessarily got the results. I've I've liked some young talent. Perkins has been good. Nick Cox looks an exciting prospect. Uh, they've got a bit going from at the minute, I think uh, the Dons. So uh, they're my tip to get up, and uh, yeah, I look forward to watching that game. It's always an absolute cracker on the on the Anzac Day Sunday. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, well, Anzac Day, yeah, yeah, and the final, yeah, yeah, the final game of the of the round, Port Adelaide play St Kilda at Adelaide Oval, and this is my certainty. I think Port Adelaide will get it done. Uh, I'm not sure by how much, but probably reasonably comfortably. Yeah, over there, I mean. But it to yeah, in saying that, like it's somewhat risky because St Kilda, we've seen oh. already this year, they've had a couple big losses, but they can play. Some very, very good footy when they're on. It's a lot safer, certainly, I would say, than Sydney. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Port Adelaide, uh, yeah, they're just a bit too consistent. Been a good side now for a few years and look like they might give it another tilt at a flag this year. But as a Saint, if you were a Saints fan, you'd want to see them compete much better than they have in two of the past three weeks. Yeah, well, like I was about to mention that, obviously Saints coming off a big loss against the Tigers. Uh, that really uh, want to be shown a bit here, but it's it's tough when you get absolutely blown out by by the Tigers, and then you got to go over to Adelaide to play Port, uh, who are real real contenders, uh, probably up there in the top for the favourites uh, for the flag. So it's and over there it take they take some beating. So uh, Port Adelaide, will, I'll go with here, uh, probably get it done by yeah, five, yeah, five or six goals. It's a massive challenge, and the big the big call for the week. Um, yeah, sort of a young fella from up uh, up Warnable Way, so I guess you can say up our way. And I actually played a game of footy against this guy, Jay Rantel. Uh, he's a South Warnable boy, and he's got a good tank. He's yeah, he, oh, he's got a young man. He's got an unbelievable tank uh, by all reports, and from some of his two gay time trials and stuff like that. But he's making his debut for the Pies in one of the the biggest games. Uh, of the home and away season, and I'm going to back him in to get 20 disposals. Uh, I think he's so. I think he'll have a pretty impressive debut. Just run up and down the wing, and he's abs- strong body, uh, absolute bull in the midfield. That'll just get it going forward, and yeah, he'll just run all day. So he's a hard worker, and I think he'll be a pretty good player for the um, for the Pies. And he's only played the one official VFL game. Yep. Uh, of as last year they didn't play with the scrimmages, but he had a fantastic game in the VFL, so I think he could be future star of the midfield possibly. Yep. Now uh, on that, my big call will be a big game, a big game player. I think uh, Jeremy Cameron. He's making his club debut uh, for Geelong against West Coast. In was a very tight, looks shapes to be a tight contest. Eighth versus six. It should be a good game, I think. Uh, at Geelong, at GMHBA, 
Uh, however, yeah, I'm tipping my big call is Jeremy Cameron will kick five against the West Coast Eagles in his first first game in a quite a while. So I uh, look forward to seeing how he goes, as does many people around. So that should be good. Yeah, absolutely. I think on the AFLW front, it's important to note Brisbane, uh, where the Premier's last weekend, uh, some would say, well, most would probably say an upset victory over Adelaide, who had been the Premier's the past few years, and they won that one by three goals. Uh, so, yeah, it was a pretty impressive display by Brisbane, and it was thoroughly deserved after a few losses in grand finals to the same team. Yeah, you like saying so it. must have around. been sweet, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's always good to, especially when they're just starting out, uh, there can be sides that are very uh, dominant compared to some that struggle a bit. Not the prisoners struggle, but yeah, Adelaide have clearly been dominant. Uh, it's good to see someone else get up there and win it. So, One thing I might quickly say is uh, the Cricket Australia contracts have been offered in the last, well, I think uh, the last few days. And some guys, that it's a bit of a shock that they didn't get offered a contract. Travis Head, Matthew Wade, Joe Burns, Mitch Marsh and Will Pukowski were not okay. offered contracts for the coming season. I'm most notably surprised by Travis Head, who was obviously the vice captain and he, he, won't, he clearly won't be anymore. Bit of a Cal Ferg call, mate. Yeah, well, I think it's a bit like he's – he probably didn't take his opportunities as much as he should have, but he's he's still averaging about 40 in test cricket, which is far from the worst that you'll see as a batter. So, yeah, it is quite stiff. And Will Pukowski – he got one crack at it. He made a fifty, and unfortunately, he's had he had a shoulder injury and he's had a few issues with concussion. So I feel like he should have got a crack. But Cam Green come in for he's Mitch Marsh, which is probably fair. Mitch Marsh, I mean, he's capable of hitting good knocks occasionally, but I think yeah, Mitch Marsh, uh, Matthew Wade, and Joe Burns, it's probably warranted. To, yeah, but you'll see these guys go back to the shield and they'll just make bulk runs and then they'll be in the conversation again, uh, you'd think. But, yeah, that's quite interesting. And the IPL uh, started uh, in the last sort of week or so and just a, uh, a couple of Aussies in action. But uh, Pat Cummins, uh, in a losing side the other day, I think they made his side made two, 202 and the opposition made 220. Or 222 or something like that. And he made 66 off 34 not out, I think. And he got hit for 50, he got hit for 58 off his four overs. So um, surprisingly, well, he's a, he can bat, obviously, but he was doing it fantastic work with the bat rather than the ball. And I think that included, uh, it might, I might be wrong, but it included about six uh, sixes, I think, uh, in that one. So it was a fantastic knock and... Yeah, stay tuned with all the sort of Aussie guys in there. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty good, the IPL. I do want to touch on this will be our last episode for quite a while. Um, well, and when I say that, I mean a few weeks uh, at least, probably three or four. Uh, we'll update uh, on the socials and, and keep that going. But season one, uh, we're going to do, be doing seasons and, this season one has, has went for 12 months. We've only just ticked over our 12... Yeah. Well, no, but we've ticked yeah. over our 12-month anniversary, which yeah, is, a, first of all, a great effort. Uh, I'm, I'm very uh, proud and happy to see where we've come so far. I mean, we've pumped out, what, this is the 42nd episode uh, with, 
I think it, I was looking at it the other night and about 32, I think, maybe special guests nearly, or 30-odd, uh, maybe high 20s, I'm not sure. Uh, but we've had plenty of guests on from all different sports. We've had basketball, we've had AFLW, we've had cricket, um, we've had footy, so it, we've had local. Uh, it's been really good. So 12 months, uh, we ticked over on 16th of April, I believe, about a couple of weeks ago. So we're ending season one. And season two is coming. Uh, season two will be coming bigger and better. Uh, with, I'm going to put a lot... We're going to try and put a lot more time into the pod. Uh, in terms of guests as well, trying to bank a few up and get them ready. But in terms of uh, reaching out and trying to create a bigger presence, um, I'm looking into the YouTube space. Uh, I've got developments happening with merch at the minute. Uh, so I'm seeing how that's going out keeps me uh, busy but I'm enjoying that uh, so keep an eye on the socials uh, over the next couple of weeks and we'll try and sort some of that stuff out um, but uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to season two when we finally uh, catch up again and hopefully we're talking we'll start a TikTok account get some snippets out there try and get the word out there maybe some sponsored posts we're looking for sponsors happy to have some people get on board um, merch will be will be available and I'll, I'll place bulk orders for that so yeah stay tuned on the socials it'll all be on there especially the gram try and post on facebook a bit more uh but yeah we're looking to vodcasts uh, so videoing uh, the pods which should be good fun uh, whether it's over zoom or in person so uh, yeah as well as having the traditional yeah uh, podcast audio we'll so, keep that as well yeah so it's a, it's exciting developments for season two and uh, everyone stay tuned uh yeah and i'm I'm looking forward to it, Connor. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's been a hell of a ride so far, and I'm I'm keen to extend it. Really, yeah, it's been a great ride. Really and take that next level. Yeah, that's yeah, it's very exciting for us, and hopefully, uh, you guys out there come along for the ride. as well. That rounds us out for episode 42. Uh, stay tuned. We'll have a few weeks hiatus, and then we'll be back uh, bigger and better. Exciting things planned for season two. So, get on board. Uh, tell a mate, tag a mate, uh, and yeah, just get behind it. Uh, we look forward to bringing it to you. So thanks for joining us um, and have a great weekend, Anzac Day weekend. Enjoy the footy, enjoy the sport, whatever you're doing and, you know, get out and about. Uh, thanks again. It's been real. Yeah, enjoy it. Try to stay injury free. Cheers.